Welcome to All Things Career Podcast. The mission of All Things Career is to provide the unwritten rules of success to people of color. No matter if you have a job or own a business, we want to share information and experiences that we wish we knew earlier in our careers. Julia Rock is a career and leadership development expert, and through her company, Rock Career Development, she helps ambitious Black and people of color professionals to break through career plateaus to earn higher incomes and secure fulfilling job opportunities where they can thrive and realize their career potential. She's also a sneaker enthusiast, an avid collector, and she has no HR background whatsoever. So she's not the garden variety career coach. I'm so excited to have Julia Rock on our show today to talk about potential and how she got into career development. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kirsten. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you for being here. You know, I was telling Julia, you know, before we started recording that I am just so honored for her to be on the show today. I've been following her for quite some time on social media. And if you haven't, if you don't follow her, please make sure you do. Um, But it seems like I'm fangirling right now. So happy to have her on the show because her story, her approach and her strategy strategy with career development is just so unique and just so needed in the time that we are in, particularly for um, Black women who are trying to navigate their careers. So Julia, tell our listeners who may not be familiar with you, how you started to um, get in the career development space. Sure. So as you mentioned, I don't have any (laughs) HR background whatsoever, but I really started uh, way back when, and, and just as a side note, thank you so much for, for the, for the warm introduction. I mean, you know, fangirling over me, I feel like I'm a nobody. So thank you for, for that. Um, but, but I got into career development back in college. Um, and so kind of the, I guess it was sophomore, uh, sophomore or junior year of, of college. I started spending a lot of time in the career services office at my, um, at my college. Uh, I was in the business school and I knew that I wanted to have a, a good career when I, when I left, uh, when I left school. And so I went to learn as much as I could from them. So every workshop they had, every resume writing interview, everything that they offered, I was there. I was on a first name basis with everybody who worked in the office because I spent so much time there. And so I started to translate what I was learning from, uh, from those programs and, and, and workshops and learning from the folks who work there, I started helping friends and families with, with writing their resumes, uh, that it was cover letters. Uh, and then they started asking for prep for interviews and, and career coaching help. And so I started in 2006. And so I did that from 2006 all the way up until 2013. So all that time, I was just doing it for fun because I loved it and I, and I really enjoyed it. But then in 2013, uh, I coached one of my friends to his first six-figure jobs. Uh, and um, and he he said to me, you know what, Julia, I, I appreciate the, the free help, but I really think that you should start to charge for this. What you're giving away for free, it just doesn't make sense, you know, because he's going from a broke grad student to now being able to make, you know, a hundred thousand plus uh, from the coaching that he was able to get from me. Uh, and then at the same time uh, for my day job, my nine to five, 
I was going to career fairs and um, seeing the stark difference in performance when we were going to recruit candidates, the stark difference in performance from black candidates versus non-black candidates. So I'm not even going to do the whole POC thing here. It was truly that I saw uh, black candidates and they weren't performing or, or presenting themselves as polished or as professionally as some of the other candidates. And I wondered why that was, because it wasn't based on their intellect or their skill set, because I could see their resumes, I could see the schools that they were coming from, but it just seems like there was some lack of translation uh, by the time they got to me and, and, and when we were doing the candidate screening. And so at that time, I said to myself, what if I had an opportunity to help level the playing field for people who look like me? It's not that they don't have the skills but they need the polish, they need the resources, they need the um, the understanding and information so that they know how to present themselves to secure the opportunities that they deserve. And that's really how I got started in the business. Wow, wow. Thank you for walking us through that journey. And you know, Julia, similar to you, you know, I worked in recruiting for quite some time and I saw that same thing. You know, I saw that it wasn't that our African-American brother and sisters weren't qualified. It's just they didn't show up and they didn't know how to present themselves in front of recruiters. Um, can you talk a little bit more on what you saw or like where, you know, people of color, um, I guess, don't measure up? And the reason why I'm asking is because oftentimes we don't know what good looks like until we see it. And I think for our listeners, it would be very beneficial to know maybe how, uh, you know, the white job seekers maybe show up and how we as African-Americans can show up better. Absolutely. Uh, so there's a couple of different things that I saw that that, that were, were pretty striking. Uh, the first one is that when you're asking the person to, to tell tell you about themselves, they they struggle with just having that kind of elevator pitch together and the white candidates who came up to me and then, you know, candidates who weren't black from, from other ethnic groups, they had their kind of, you know, 30 second spiel or elevator pitch. They had it together. And so they were able to deliver that in a very polished and professional way that I could follow and understand. Uh, And so it was, it was in it tied to the resume that they were sharing with me. And so it created a conversation, it created a conversation where I could, dig deeper on their experience versus just trying to put together, okay, so what did this person do? Or, you know, what's their background? Um, but even like some, some things that were just as simple as having spelling errors, you know, on their resume, people came to me for finance jobs who are black candidates and they had finance misspelled on the top of their resume. And it's like, it, it seems like a small, wow. But if you're going into finance where attention to detail is important, because if you, if you have the decimal place in the wrong place, you know, that could be a billion dollar error. You know, the fact that you're not coming to me um, having your having your, your your P's and Q's and your I's dotted and T's crossed, you know, that's a problem. Um, and then it was just, you know, in having a conversation with these candidates, it was unclear that uh, to me, whether or not they even knew what they were, what they were seeking, they knew why they were coming to us for employment um, or coming or stopping by our booth. Like, it just seemed like they were just kind of going through the motions and just like, well, hey, somebody told me I had to be here, so I'm here. But in terms of being prepped for questions and being able to 
to articulate their experience in a meaningful and clear way and concise way without kind of meandering. Um, it just, it seemed like it was just a struggle there. Um, and then, you know, and I still see this with some of my, my clients today is downplaying the accomplishments that, that they had. Um, mm-hmm. What I found for especially white candidates, they were able to sing their own praises about, well, I was able to do this and I was on this team and that, you know, and I led this project, et cetera, et cetera. And I felt like the black candidates either didn't fully outline those projects or where they were adding value or they downplayed them in some way. And I found myself even having to, to coach some folks, even if I wasn't going to pass them on, I would tell them, I say, Hey, listen, this isn't going to cut it. Um, I'm not going to pass you forward right now because I, I think you, I think you need to go back and, 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 and brush up a little bit, but here are some of the things that I would recommend for you to do. So I, I tried to coach people, even if I knew they weren't going to, cause I didn't want to set anybody up for failure. And so if they couldn't make it past me, you know, when, when, when they got to an executive, I, I, I'm like, you're not going to make it. So let me give you some coaching right now. And so I would tell them how to hopefully articulate their experience better, what, how to edit their resume to, to make sure their experience shines through a little bit more, but it was those kinds of things that I kept seeing over and over. And it's like, I know how to do this stuff. How about I help the people who look like me get more prepared for these kinds of environments? Wow, that's so good. And I I just love how clear your examples were, because I think oftentimes, you know, we all have things going on, you know, mistakes happen, we're not perfect. But that particular example, when you said there was a finance candidate that didn't spell finance correctly, and, you know, to the naked eye, and they'd be like, oh, it's just an error, it's a typo, whatever, I didn't hit spell check. But when you're on the recruiting side, that is the deciding factor between the leading candidate and the second candidate. Because when you think about the role and having, like you said, paying attention to detail, those little things matter. And so I hope our listeners hear, you know, that it's all those little things matter. You want to be as polished and you want to be as prepared as possible. Um, you know, Julia, one thing that I love about you know, your brand and your coaching services that you really pride yourselves on helping people of color to see, to see their potential, to reach it and to get it in their careers. Can you talk about your, like your mindset and your approach to helping people to discover their, their um, potential and how they can reach that in their careers? Sure. So, cause the, the biggest thing when it comes to potential, I think is our own mental limitation. Uh, because of how society, uh, treats people of color, especially black people, uh, it always makes it seem as if there's a limit or a cap on what we can achieve. And so that's almost ingrained in us from birth. And so what I, seek to do with my clients is helping them to see that there really isn't a cap, that the cap that they have for themselves is self-imposed. Um, and, and I know that in a lot of uh, corporate environments there, you know, there's racism and that's why they have these diversity and inclusion uh, initiatives, but it's important that you don't put an additional cap on, on your, on your potential, that you're thinking with an open mind about, you know, I, I have the opportunity to achieve what I want in, in my career. And that mindset, that shift really is the starting place because if you don't think you deserve more, if if you know if a hundred thousand dollars scares you as a salary ask, you know that's where you're gonna that's where you may find yourself unable to reach your potential because you think that this is the box that I need to be in, and so what I work with. Um, with my candidates on or my clients on is 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 um, is truly that mindset shift 
But in addition to that, when it comes to potential, it's about understanding what you've already done and celebrating the wins that you have, um, especially for black women. I find that we struggle with articulating our accomplishments or sharing them because society has told us, well, just be grateful for work. Don't brag, you know, just just be thankful and keep your head down and work. And what I work with my clients on is getting past that piece and, and, and being able to toot their own horn. If there's one thing that white men do not have an issue with, it's tooting their own horn. And so what I try to teach my candidates of color is that you need to have that same confidence and that willingness to share what you've done. You've created value. You have delivered results and you have to lean into your greatness, as it were, and be willing to articulate that on paper. Um, I can do the, the hocus pocus in terms of actually writing it out for you. You know, I've been writing resumes now since 2006, but we have to work together to really define all of these accomplishments that you have that you think that may not be significant or they were just part of the job or you don't want to talk about it. That's the other thing that's really important for you to reach your potential because where you want to go in your career, um, it's important for people to see what you can accomplish. And if you're hiding those things or if you're not confident, it's less likely that you're going to get welcomed into the spaces or given the opportunities because people have no idea what you can do and what you can bring to the table. And so I would say those are the two key things to start with. It's the mindset shift, but and then also thinking about your accomplishments and your wins and being willing to articulate those and position those loudly. No one's that you have to be rude or conceited or arrogant, but you can still be confident in presenting your accomplishments and letting the world see like, hey, I've done all this great stuff. And, you know, and that's and I'll quit rambling here in a second. But but that's the reason why I love LinkedIn so much, because I feel LinkedIn is such a place where you can you know, you have, it's a place online where you can share your wins on your profile and employers and recruiters can see all the things that you've done. You can add patents, publications, accomplishments, and the list goes on and on of all the things that you can put there. And so, you know, make, making use of, of the, of the opportunities you have to toot your own horn. Um, so those, I would say those are the two biggest things. Yes. Thank you so much for talking about that. I think first and foremost with the mindset thing, well, one thing that we find is that a lot of our people of color, particularly African-Americans, may be first generation college students or maybe the first of their family to be in corporate America. And so it's hard to shift to a mindset that you don't know or that you don't see. And so it's so good to have services like yourself out there that helps people to aspire to more because I'm a firm believer you don't know what you can't see and you don't know what you don't know. And so it's so good, you know, to have someone that says, okay, Kirsten, let's imagine this, or let's imagine, you know, you doing this role or living in another country, because to some people that's unheard of. Um, so it's, it's so important for our listeners to know just that. Absolutely. I think additionally with what you said, I want to, I want to double down into the whole professionally bragging on yourself, because that's something that we hear from our listeners and feedback is, you know, Kirsten, I know I should be saying more about my accomplishments, but when I get in the moment to saying it, I freeze or I don't want to come off as conceited as you just alluded to, or I don't want to come off as a know-it-all. You know, how, you know, can you ha give us some talking points, Julia, or some ways in which you can walk that line of not being overly confident, but also still standing up and articulating your skill set? 
Uh, absolutely. So one of the biggest things is crafting an elevator pitch that you can use in any setting. Um, because when some, when you're meeting someone, that's not a, um, you know, you, you may not be bragging, but this is the first um, opportunity or exposure that you have to this person. And they may ask you, well, Hey, t- you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And so that's a, that's an opportunity for, um, you know, for you to, to share, um, you know, your accomplishments or what you're known for, because all of those things feed into your personal brand. And so if, if, if you're a person who's listening, you're trying to think about, you know, how I want to position myself, uh, then you have to think about well, what is it that I want to be known for? And if you have those wins, the only way that people are going to know that that's what you want to be known for is if you share those wins. And a, a great place to do that is in your um, is in your elevator pitch. So so whether it's that you're doing a virtual Zoom or if you're in a you know, networking event or something, having that pitch that is kind of tight on, you know, who you are, what you do and, um, it, you know, and what you can deliver, having that tight will get you in the mindset of being able to sell yourself because really that's what you're leveraging some of these accomplishments and, and wins for is, is selling yourself, whether it's to get a job, to get an opportunity, et cetera. So having that mindset of being able to pitch yourself and sell yourself for that opportunity uh, will help you to hopefully get over that, you know, that freeze. I mean, practicing that speech, and I'll just give you a quick example. Um, when I, uh, when I was going to get hired by my, my current employer, um, I had gone to a career fair and I had, I guess it was five different, I had five different interviews, um, that day in addition to going to the various booths. But what I saw was that when I went to my first, I, I, I went to my first booth, I struggled kind of in delivering my message at the time. But by the time I got to like the third or fourth, like I had my pitch down because I was, um, you know, because I had prepped and, and I had gone through those practice runs. So if you're listening Practice your, practice your pitch, practice it with friends, practice it with a family member so you can see, you know, how you come across and making sure that it's tight. Um, The other thing that I would say when it comes to to being able to articulate it uh, without feeling like you're bragging is think about who you've helped as a result of that. Um, you know, so if you're like, let's say you're trying to position yourself online um, and you're saying, well, hey, my brand does X, Y, and Z position as to what problem does it solve? Because it's not self, you know, you know, self praise. If you're saying that, Hey, I've done this and this is how many people it's helped. It's showing that, Hey, I can create an impact. I've created impact. I'm helping others. Um, or I'm making something new available or or I've, I've delivered some sort of innovation and I'm making the world a better place as a result of it. Uh, and so if, if that's a fear that you have, you can leverage that as an opportunity as well to say, Hey, instead of just bragging about my accomplishments, I can talk about who I've helped. Um, and then it's also, um, I, I would just say, it's also just a mindset thing as well. Um, to, you know, why is it that you're freezing? It's taking that step back. Cause if it's truly that you're of, that you don't want to brag, it's about getting right with yourself and saying, it's not bragging if what I'm saying is true and it will, and it pr- provides me with an opportunity. Uh, and yes. so once you can start to get over that hump of, cause that's why we freeze, right? It's like, it's like, man, if I say this, am I bragging? Am I, 
conceited, ah, I'm arrogant, and then and then you freeze and you don't know what to say. But when you realize that, hey, me saying this is the is the door that it could be the difference between the door that opens for the next career opportunity or the door closing in my face, then you can start to get over that as well, knowing that, hey, I've got to say what I have to say this if I want to get to my career potential. I have to say this if I want to get into this room with this decision maker. I have to say this if I want to get the salary that I want to live the lifestyle that I want to provide my family with what they need. So thinking that bigger picture and kind of getting out of our own way, that also will help to make a difference as well. Wow. I love that. I love that. I've never heard that approach before. And, you know, we all have those little voices in the back of our head that say, you know, don't say that or you're going to sound dumb. But just thinking to to the point that you just said of like, this could be the one thing, the one conversation that could change my life and help me be in my dream career or make the salary that I want to make. So that is so, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, Julia, we pride ourselves on all things career of giving the unwritten rules of careers to people of color. You know, one thing that I've alluded to a lot on this show is you just don't know what you don't know. And so we want to be that resource or that catalyst for people to have information um, that isn't really written down. So as you think about your unwritten rule of careers, what would that be? And what would you say to listeners? Hmm. I would say, I would say that my unwritten rule would be find more reasons to say yes in your career than to say no. Um, there's so many kind of articles and um, and you know just just knowledge out there, wisdom or advice saying, hey, you know, draw boundaries or draw the line, have firm boundaries, you know, say no, self-care, all that kind of stuff. And that is so important. You should definitely, you know, draw boundaries to protect your own mental health and, and all those things at work. But I find that there's re- there's rarely any advocacy for you to say yes to things. Um if you are willing to say yes to certain things, that will allow you, that will open up the door for more opportunities for you. Um, not every job is going to be exactly the way you want it in exactly the same way, but it could provide you with a new skill set, a new set of connections, allow you to live in a different place, allow you to stretch yourself and challenge yourself in a different way. All of these things can then come together and help to position you for that long-term opportunity that you want. Uh, And so I think it's really important for folks to find reasons to say yes, even if it's scary. Um, Even if you think like, hey, maybe I can't do this. It's an opportunity for you to challenge yourself um, and to see what you're made of and also test out whether or not this opportunity or this company uh, is the right fit for you. Um, And plus, it's it's just also fun. Uh, I think that we make careers, they they just suck so bad because everything's, you got to say no to everything. But if you think about saying yes, to things. You can have more fun in your career because everything becomes a little bit more of an adventure. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity for you to learn and grow and develop. And so when you change that lens, um, everything doesn't suck so bad. It doesn't have to be as dry. It doesn't have to be as negative when it comes to working a nine to five or having a career. You know, there's a lot more room for fun and just opportunity and growth uh, when you think of it that way. Well, Julia, I, I got to ask, you know, I'm a journalist um, by education. Tell the listeners or share with me, you know, what's one time that you said yes to something that 
maybe other people probably should have said that you should have said no to to. Uh, absolutely. Um, so uh, one of my most uh, recent positions um, at, at my company, uh, I actually said yes to um, managing a team in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I'm a girl from Brooklyn, New York. Um, I love the big city. That's that's you know, that's the energy that courses through through my blood. Uh, and then I was living in Houston, Texas at the time. And they came to me and said, hey, we have this opportunity for you, but it's in Baton Rouge. And I was like, oh, but I said, you know what? I've never (laughs) lived in Louisiana Um, and it could be, you know, it could be a great opportunity for me to to learn something. And and so I said yes to it. And other people, they may not want to uproot and live in a place like Baton Rouge because it's not New Orleans. So anyone who's listening, you know, no tea, no shade to Baton Rouge, but it's not. (laughs) okay. Um, so uh, so but I I was willing to take that risk and see, okay, um, let's see what happens. And as a result of that role, I've been able to get into subsequent opportunities that people who are who probably have twice the tenure at my company have not been able to have or the exposure to certain uh, management levels that other people have yet to have. And that's because I had said yes to this opportunity and then I was able to deliver at a high level. I, you know, I outperformed my peers in that role. Um, I built a strong team. And so as a result of that, they were like, hey, well, we can now set Julia up for this. We can position her for this. We can offer her this opportunity. I don't know if those doors would have opened if I had said, well, I don't really feel like Baton Rouge is a fit. I really don't want to leave right now. You know, I just I would rather stay where I'm at. And so it's I'm not sharing anything that I haven't lived myself. Um, I believe that saying yes in your career to unconventional, uncomfortable, you know, uncertain opportunities may be a maybe a door that can open for you to where you truly want to be and can can potentially accelerate that path for you because you're going the path that no one else wants to go on. And so they see your leadership. They see your willingness to be a problem solver in an environment where no one else wants to deal with it. Uh, And so you can stand out in a much brighter way in those cases versus just doing what everyone else is doing. Yes. Take the path less traveled. I love that. I love that. And that's something that I'm definitely going to take down as a takeaway for myself because it's so easy to say yes to the, to the easy things, but not so easy to say yes to the things that aren't so easy to say yes to lack of better words. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So Julia, we've had a really great conversation today. I want to know how our listeners can connect with you, how they can get maybe coached by you, because I don't know about our listeners, but I'm like, okay, do I need Julia to help me write my resume? Does she take a look at it? Maybe I need to work on my elevator pitch because, you know, now that I'm not doing career fairs in college, you know, what does that look like? You know what I mean? With VPs or networking events, etc. So how can our listeners connect with you to learn more? Uh, absolutely. So um, I'm pretty consistent with all of my all of my pages. So on the business side, folks can find me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Rock Career. And they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Julia Rock if they want to follow my personal journey. Uh, if they're interested in booking services, you guys can go to www.rockcareer.com and they can book a consult or directly purchase writing services um, or they can send us an email if it's like, hey, I don't know what I need. Uh, you can definitely reach out to hello at rockcareer.com. So I try to keep it pretty consistent on all platforms. 
Look at you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, listeners, I will also link everything um, that Julia shared today as far as how you can get in touch with her. And also she shared some great resources that she recommends. And I will be sure to share that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much, Julia, for your time. And until next time, listeners. You've been listening to All Things Career. Be sure to subscribe to learn more ways to increase your value. Don't let what you learned today go to waste. Leave a review. Let us know how you plan on using today's content to improve your career. Until next time.